Blog Talk Radio. I've got a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love inside, and I call it pride, a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper
Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Recovery Corner. I am your host, Tanya Wilson, also known as Authors Tanya Wilson, author of the book The Time Is Now. The Recovery Corner is proudly brought to you by The Literary Corner. We also provide a diverse platform to bring awareness to socioeconomic issues within our community, Christian values, promotion of small businesses, and support of nonprofit organizations. Our partnering NOP, the Seattle House, provides invaluable services for people, for people who suffer with addictions, mental health, homelessness, and HIV. For more information, please contact Ms. Tamika Randall at www.theodorahouse.org. And we will be right back after this quick commercial break. So right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She's going to show you. We're going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels. Finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you've seen the rosary designing for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories. Always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady, didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer. And I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer. And I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now. When you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'ma show you, huh? She gonna show you what? We gonna show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am your host. Author is Tanya Wilson. My guest for this afternoon is author and promoter Esther Jones. Author Esther Jones is a lover of people and simply wants everyone to know that Jesus loves them, no matter what they have done. Her story tells one of redemption and deliverance from getting caught up in the entertainment industry and being free from the fantasy world of false identity. Since 19 years old, she has worked in the music industry as a promoter.
starting off as an intern at Nellie Incorporated in St. Louis, Missouri, then going on to work with different celebrities, huge arenas, and promoting some of the biggest stars in the industry. That life took her down a road of self-destruction, greed, perversion, and manipulation. After seeing prostitution, over three murders, and being robbed and set up, it caused her to say, enough is enough. Since 2008, she has dedicated her life back to the Lord Jesus and works full-time at her own business, Integrity Promotions, dedicated to helping artists be successful but honest while avoiding the traps she got caught up in. She is in ministry school studying counseling and deliverance. Her heart's cry is to see people in bondage be set free to worship and serve the Lord Jesus without strongholds. Esther is a deliverance speaker, publicist, and an a author of her first published book of her testimony in the music industry called The Force Behind the Stars. She lives by the philosophy that love is kind, love is what every heart longs for. Giving out agape love and acceptance is why Jesus died. She believes relationships are the most important thing to God. And author Esther Jones quotes, My ministry is to heal and deliver the brokenhearted. And ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you author and promoter Esther Jones. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you doing this afternoon, Esther? Hi, that welcoming was amazing. Thank you for the introduction and the hand clap. I love it. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure it. having you on this show, and thank you so much, you know, for joining us to share your testimony with us this afternoon. Now, my first question that I have for you is, what was it like for you growing up as a child? Um, It was actually, I actually... I was um I got born again in my house. My mom and dad. I did have a two parent home, but my mom, my dad is um was paranoid schizophrenic diagnosed when I was younger. Uh-huh. So really, the only thing he was on a lot of heavily on medication, and I'm the okay. youngest of fourteen brothers and sisters, so it was a lot of them, you know. Okay. And I I grew up in Milwaukee, but as a child, it was just I always felt looked over and abandoned, and I, and I was the youngest out of all of them, so I always felt like oh, a parent, wow. you know. Yeah, yeah, I always felt like I didn't really fit in, you know. But okay, you can come after me. So that's <laughs> kind of like what my life was like as a child, you know. Mhm. Yeah, but so, I did get born again mm-hmm. at an early how, age. How old were you when you got born again? When you were born, I was like four years old. Wow. Yes, ma'am. I will never forget it. <laughs> so. And then my mom, um, she loves the Lord, still does to this day. So she brought us up in prayer and fasting, but it was always 
just so different because my brothers and sisters, you know, it's it's a lot raising a lot of children and, and without oh, yeah. a strong a strong man, you know, a godly man in the house. Right, right. So, can you tell me a little bit of uh, what was your life like in your teen years? Um, now, my teenage years was a lot different because we had moved to, um, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For those who that know, Milwaukee is more considered, you know, the city, especially because by Chicago and everything. And I moved to right. a place called Oklahoma. <laughs> I never heard okay. of Oklahoma. I was like, what's Oklahoma? They're going to be riding horses and cows. <laughs> so uh, I did come here when I was a teenager, and it was like, um, no, you know, not a lot of sidewalks and stuff was just, it was really country, you know, so. Um, but in, in high school, I became just a party person. You know, I love to party. In high school, mm-hmm. I made good grades, but I always was after fun. I'm like, we have to have fun, whatever we do. You know, just my personality, just the energy. I love right. that fun. So okay. that was kind of what my high school was like. Okay. So can you tell me how did you get into, you know, being interested in the music industry? <laughs> Um, actually, I've, I always liked music. You know, I've always was like a dancer. And I, every time someone put on a song, I was the first one to like jump around, you know, and dance. Right, right. That's how I actually got into it is I seen a video. Um, okay. On TV, and it was actually the rapper Nelly that um, sings and raps, and I seen mm-hmm. one of his videos. And so once I seen that, I was like, wow, I want to, you know, I want to, first my thought was like, he is fine. I want to marry him. You know, all the young people do that. They'd be like, oh, Beyonce, yeah, that's my wife. That's my husband. That, yeah, that's my, you know. Yeah. So as a, as a teenager, that's what I, I was thinking in my head. And then that's when I decided to um, just move to St. Louis, just up and up, out of nowhere, you know. Wow. Just to go. Yeah. And so how old how old were you when you did that? I was 19. Yeah, okay. Were you year. out of? Uh, did you go to college? I didn't go to college. Okay. So how did you get yeah. into? How were you able to, you know, you know, get a job as or be an intern in and for Nelly Incorporated? Yeah. Well, after I sang him on TV, I was like, I'm going to St. Louis. I'm about to lose. I'm about to marry Nelly and go to St. Louis. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> I jumped on a gray hand. You know, then you got to think, this is 19 years old. I've never been to St. Louis, don't know nobody. We met a DJ. We met Kingy's DJ, which is DJ Snow. And so I went down there for Thanksgiving. And then after that, I just moved. Like, I didn't know nobody, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I called, actually, I called the company and, and spoke to Nellie's auntie. And she um, she actually told me that she wanted to do an interview and stuff like that. So I had to go through a lot, about four interviews, you know, just to get okay. in as an intern. Because they needed people help, and right. he also had two non non profit organizations. So it was, it was a lot going on in one building in Nelly Inc. At that okay. time, he had energy drink, um, pimp juice. He had a clothing line, apple bottom, okay. part of GoPal. Yeah. You know, so it was a lot to do, and they needed people, young mm. people. You know, so right. um, that's kind of how I start. I got in. I had called his auntie, and then I had did a lot of interviews. So okay, so um. So what can you tell me what it was like being an intern at Nelly Incorporated? Wow. That's a deep question. <laughs> um, <laughs> it let me say, let me see. Uh, there was so much going on at one time. So it's like mm-hmm. in the department that I worked in, uh, was the energy drink, which was called Kimchi. So okay. um I worked in there with two other people and then but the, everyone that was in there did everything else. 
Like we wore multiple hats. So okay. even his record label, Dirty Entertainment, they they were all in the same building too. Okay. So um, Nelly and Yubi were all on tour because in 2003 he was like really big at the time. Um, they were all on tour. But that just in there, it was kind of like a regular office atmosphere. A lot of people think like from the videos and the music industry, everything was always hype and fun, you know. But yeah, glam like and. <laughs> yeah, and then y'all, you know, but like really it was like a nine to five, like you work in an AT&T company, answering the phone, right. paperwork, emails, it was really work. So mm. actually in the office, so the parties, that's a whole different story. But the office, as an intern, I was like put to work, you know. <laughs> right. So learned, I learned a lot of the behind the scenes and the behind, like how you do contracts and how it all starts. So that's what mm-hmm. I learned. Okay. So, um, what was your inspiration for writing your book? Wow, for, my number one behind the stars. What was your yes, inspiration my, for writing that? That's the a book? really good question. And my number one inspiration for writing the course behind the stars was for the young people, for this mm-hmm. generation. Um, I mean, you could just walk down the street or go to like anywhere, uh, you know, any city and see a young man with his pants down, you know, all tatted mm-hmm. up, you know, like right. he's in the inner city. You just see a young woman, you know, that got a, a skirt on that barely covers her, you know, mm-hmm. so you can just see the influence from this culture and it comes a lot. About, I would say 85, 95% comes from their music they listen to. Uh, they tell them how to dress, how to look, you know, they watch the YouTube right. videos and, they got in their headphones of what to do, you know, and what not to do, how right. to talk. With trends and stuff that they say, sometimes even with parents, they can't understand their children's language. <laughs> the whole language, right. is, they talk about a whole different language. They talk about swag and, and you know, and thoughts and different stuff. You're like, huh, what is that? Right. It's, it's a whole culture that this music has created. And the root, the cause, is the celebrities, the rappers. So right, right. I was like, I'm going to write about it because I have a heart for this generation. And I was like, I'm not going to see them just – go crazy because of the music they used to do. Like, somebody needs to say something. So it was the love for this generation that was mm-hmm. my inspiration. Okay. So what um, what would be, what would you have to say to the young, to the younger generation, you know, about the music industry and, you know, what it's all really all about? Wow. Um, my, my, Word to the young people would be, it's not what it appears to be. I would mm-hmm. like, I would send out, you know, put up red flags and want to warn them, you know, that the stuff, because that's how it got me. It trapped me in. I call it the force behind the stars because there's something behind these celebrities, these rappers, these Beyonce's, you know, the people that's out now, all of the, the rappers, you know, you see on TV, it's something behind these people mm-hmm. that's deeper than you could ever imagine, you know. Right. It's not all the fame and the bling bling and the glamour and you see the, you know, Bugattis and Lamborghinis and the pretty girls. It's like a fantasy life that they feed the children. Like if you mm-hmm. get this chain, you can, you can be, you know, you need more money to be better. Like they, they tell you that money makes you better, that money, you know, that money will mm-hmm. heal the pain in your heart. That money will take care of all your problems. But it's a lie well, because so a lot of them don't have money and I don't have the money. Yeah, and we still want to commit suicide. So it's like, okay, <laughs> you you yeah. know, well, I, got, I had the money. Like, after the grades, we, we had it that all. We still, people still want to 
you know, kill themselves and jump off buildings, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what it's, my message to the young people was like, don't be deceived. It's, it's, don't be tricked, you know? Don't right, let them get right. you. Don't let them, don't get that. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to also touch on, because they talk a, a lot about, like, far as the music industry and it's saying it's the Illuminati. Is that real or a myth? Um, the Illuminati is very real. It is real. It is real. Okay. And I always tell people because I get a lot of questions about that. It's very real. There, I mean, but to me, I was like, don't get the focus or just on the Illuminati. I was like, it's all. It's a lot of organizations. You know, even in the world that mm-hmm. even the Masons. You know, you have a lot of organizations. Even the the Alpha, the College. You know, things yeah, There's a lot of organizations in the world that are just puppets for the kingdom of darkness. Like they they literally you make you make these pledges, you make these covenants, you know, you nothing mm-hmm. can break people bonds. You know, the only thing that should bind us like that is the Lord Jesus and his blood in Christ. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's just another way to divide people and another way to be make this exclusive club that you can only get into if you sacrifice yourself. You know, we need you to see mm-hmm. that you will give up everything for this. What that sound like? That sound like a mockery of what God requires us. You know, to come into his kingdom, like, take up your cross and follow me. You know, that's all the Illuminati is saying. Like, if you want to get in, then you got to do everything that we want you to do. You know, it's like, it's, it's, but it's more, it's different than Jesus because his is motivated right. by love. But theirs mm-hmm. is motivated by acceptance and by power, you know, mm-hmm. and by money. So, yeah. But it wow. is real. Illuminati is very real. The signs, the the club is, is very real. The handshake. Wow. But, yeah. Because I, 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 I was reading a lot of stuff about it, and I'm like, okay, you know, and it tells you to look for certain things and videos and stuff like that, symbols, symbolism, and, like, the videos, or even, like, if they're wearing, like, certain things, you know, like necklaces, or, you know, yeah. I was, like, trying to, like, I don't know, maybe, you know, but I don't actually look for that, but... When I was reading about it, I I could see what they were saying, right. and I was like, well, I don't know, because some people were like, no, it's just you know, it's just a bunch of crap, it's just a mess, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know? It, it's really real, but I know a lot of times, like, even with the big fad that came out about three, four years ago, somebody made a video, a movie about it, and I right. see the video. I was like, a lot of that is hype. <laughs> I was like, it's yeah. not that. Period. You know, Not I was like, yeah, you got to understand, Illuminati is real. Like, you, it's real ranks that you can go have, just like in any other thing. If you, you know, you sacrifice people, if you, you make blood covenants, it's real blood, it's real blood contracts out here. You know, wow. even in the occultist world, the occult and the witchcraft right. world, they do that too. So it's the same thing. It's the same method, but a different faith. So that's why I always tell people, don't get mixed up with Illuminati or, you know what I mean, whatever, the right. KKK, the blah, blah, blah. It's still the same, they have the same message, and they're, they're behind it is to influence people and to gather them for one call. So to me, I okay. always tell people, I was like, you got to make it real simple. I was like, it's two kingdoms, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Illuminati is just a kingdom of darkness that is it, it, one of the tools to use. But it's real stuff, you know, it's real contract that if you sign, you can go higher. If you if you, if you have sex with a homosexual, homosexual you could do more. You know, it, it, it's true. Right. But just wow. don't get caught up in the hype and just be suspicious and afraid. Oh, they're a little money. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't yeah. do all that stuff either. <laughs> I'm covered uh, by the blood of Jesus. I'm in Christ. <laughs> amen. Yes, so, um, 
so you said in two what is it, two thousand eight you started your own promotion company. I did. I was like, okay, Lord, because I still have the gift. You know, sometimes we think, okay, sing maybe, you know, I sing the blues or I do I do rap about, you know, all this drugs and stuff. And sometimes you think you got to give up everything. And you need right. to surrender your gift, not just stop. You know, like if, right. if the people who, let, let's say you used to build something that's not of God or it, it, it was destroyed. Let's say you used to make guns or make, you know, build clubs. But you still have mm-hmm. a gift of, building you still have a construction gift you know just don't right. don't build porn don't build strip clubs you know don't build casinos build something that will edify the kingdom of life something don't that you can have something gift. to fall back on yeah if you still make clothes you don't mean you have to stop making clothes just don't make those kind of clothes no more so with me to get the promotion <laughs> i just the lord purify my gift i still promote but now i promote mm-hmm. stuff that's edifying you know Right, right. Stuff for, so, for the kingdom you, of Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, and it's the kingdom of life. It's real simple. You know, people are trying to make it complicated. It's just you switch sides, so everything I right, got is Wow, that's deep. 
You talking about yeah. my, how they felt about it when I first went? Yeah. When he just, like, took off and was like, bye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They actually told me. They was like, um, I mean, one of my sisters was like that. Nellie, she told me, no, you can't do that. Nellie's going to spit on you. You know, my brother was like, he's going to come back homeless. I mean, it was all negative. Everybody told me wow. I shouldn't do it. And I think that's kind of what drew my rebellion even more. Right, <laughs> right. Of course, so when somebody tells you you can't do something, you know what, how what, how that goes. I was always being robbed. I was always being set up. 
so I trusted no one. The only mm. thing that kept me sane was a drink. I need a shot. I need I need a shot. I need to hit the blood. I need you know. I need to get my mm. mind. So and it, it's a false. It's an escape. You know, mm-hmm. because in reality, it only helps for that, what, hour you stay high or two hours, you know, you just go to sleep or when the alcohol's in. When you, but right. then you got to sober up. It's like, okay, I need some more, I need some more, I need to get high again. So right. that's why when I stopped is because it started to not do, it, it, it didn't fix my problems anymore. And I think it was, right. I know it was the, Lord, the Lord's hand where the drugs at my heart, I was still aching, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I'm still crying when I was high. So, right. Well, that's how that's how you know it's not you know. You it's know, not the real if you deal. have any kind yeah. of now, when you first started with it, was it sort of like a thing to fit in, or was it because of something that was going on inside of you emotionally? Yeah. Um. No, not to fit in. It was just like you said, emotionally. I just wanted to escape. And the pain sometimes, I, I was a real, I've always been a real sensitive person. So the pain sometimes was so hard to face that I just wanted, I wanted to have a hard heart because I, I never had a hard heart until I got to the music industry. I always was like, okay, Lord, wow. well, let me just not, I don't want to love as hard as I do. I, how? What can I take to make me be numb? How do these people yeah, go around and just don't care? They don't care about nobody. Yeah. Other people got some messed up evil hearts. The only way oh, yeah, I can survive I in that world is that I didn't care either. I would get killed, you know? So yeah. I had to smoke and drink. Then I could say whatever I wanted, and I wouldn't care about the feelings because, you know, you was right. high, you was drunk. It clouded it out. It, it really, bad, like, killed my conscience when I smoke and drink, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't care what I did then. Yeah. So would you say that, you know, like, when you were you high and, you know, when you were working, I was just doing like partying or like the party oh. that they have. Oh yeah, I was high ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time because it was partying. Wow. So I was always high or drunk. Wow. Yes, ma'am. So that's why even in my book, a lot of the stuff I don't remember. You know, I was like sometimes, and honestly, sometimes I don't remember how I got home. And wow. it, it, it's only by the grace of God. I could have been raped. Right. Tiny. Exactly. You know, I could have. Oh, my gosh. So much could have happened to me. But I would be drunk out of my mind. Don't remember how I got home, how I didn't end up in a ditch driving my car. It's so much wow. that didn't happen to me. And I don't even remember to this day. I was like, I know the Lord and my mama's oh, prayer. Oh, yes. Grace of God. Trust me. And, you know, your mom probably was praying she, I know she's probably a praying woman, right? Praying and fasting, yes. Save my baby, girl. Girl, you know this song I had a praying grandmother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, it's some prayers, you know. And y'all be encouraged, any mothers or grandmothers, aunties on the line. If you're the one that's standing in faith, and you know, keep standing. The Lord hears those prayers, and He honors His people prayers, even if you're standing oh, yeah. out there. Acting a nut, you know, in the penitentiary, whatever they do, and then prayers mm-hmm. does keep us covered. <laughs> oh, yeah, big mama. <laughs> big mama, bring me out. <laughs> yes, yes, you know. And plus, you know, also there there was something, you know, that God wanted you to do. I'm sorry, you know, I didn't say it was something he, about He didn't, you know, that, you know, it, it, there was a, um, 
something that God wanted you to do. You know, and that's another reason why, like a lot of people, you know, can be on drugs and they and they so they they get through all that because God has a special purpose, you know, for keeping you here. Yeah, you know, it's true. And no matter what happens, you know, if He has a special purpose for your life, you can live through a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, you know. But sometimes God takes you through certain things so that you you'll have a, a you know a testimony because like there's no testimony without the test. Yeah, and it's a lesson to be learned even in bad times. Right. You know, it's true. There's lessons to be learned. So, what would you say was the lesson for you? Um, wow, um, I would say the lesson to be learned was obedience, you know, and, and um, I, I don't have to control my life. Like, I'm not, God doesn't need me. That was my lesson, honestly. You don't need wow. me to make it happen. You know, sometimes the Lord gives us a dream in our heart, and it is from God. Uh-huh. Yeah. But... We try to make it happen. He don't like well, well, let's like you know how Abraham, Sarah did. <laughs> we don't need a, what was it called the Ishmael and with Isaac. We don't need that. We don't. He don't need our help. I I know um, Mama Joyce. I call her. You know Joyce Meyer. We call her Mama Joyce. Uh-huh. He always say that he doesn't need a Holy Spirit Junior. <laughs> so and I'm like that's the truth. I do not need. How can I be God and you God? Like which one of us is at work? <laughs> So, right, right. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm so, grateful. So so who are some of the artists that you've worked with since you started your own promotional um company? Um, I've worked with um rapper, um she used to be on the secular side with Lou Chris and Lily John. China White, she goes um Stephanie Christine now. Save, you know, with Bizzle and them, mm-hmm. and the God over money did a lot of events with them um, in Oklahoma. Um, I work with Los. He's a young rapper, anointed rapper, really loved the Lord. Um, mm. It's a lot of people. I'm trying to think. It's about hold on. Um, it's a lot of people, just the rappers that have came along within these last past years, and even recently. I'm working with a band. It's called Transparent the Band. And working mm. with um people also who are public public speaking people, like pastors and gap standards, which is a ministry mm. that I went right. I just went to Africa with them and worked with them. Oh. I'm a lot of like true soldiers and just a lot of artists um that I that I have worked with, even with P D, you know, that I have worked with in the past. And right. that I'm kinda like I feel because even like if I worked with you before and let's say um uh, because sometimes in the music, cause you have you have shifts of when stuff is hot or when it's a good song to play. So sometimes they right. don't feel your song. But I, I name my company Integrity Promotion, so I could keep I could keep the integrity and give people what they pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, can you tell me what who were your role models growing up, and you know. Who are your role models now? Um, my role models growing up 
Yes. Wow, that's deep. Hmm, I have to think. I would say my coaches, coaches and teachers in my mm-hmm. life. Right. That you know, when I played basketball, volleyball, and especially in high school, a big, big role model was um, Coach Ford. Uh-huh. He um he really took me under her wing, and you know I was always with her everywhere. <laughs> like we were joined at the hip. Because what right. my mom didn't really give me or couldn't even give me, she gave me the care. You know she would let me brush her hair. You know the little stuff that daughters need. Yeah, right. So I did have positive role models. Thank the Lord, or I wouldn't have been. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been here today. A lot right. of people that imparted to my life and took me under their wing. You know, especially young girls, young men need. They need people. Some of us didn't have, you know, parents that are mm-hmm. solid or even have the time for us. But if you can, you see a young girl acting up, you know, just take her out to eat. Like, buy it, go shopping with. You can give, take her to get her nails done. It'll change her world. She'll remember that, you know? And sometimes right. we bust that down and we say, what, why are you doing that? Quit sticking around. Quit that. It's like sometimes we're so jacked up that all we need is just uh, somebody to give us attention and, you know, take us out to eat, get our nails done. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, we can listen to you now. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So wow. that is well, a, lot of, a huge thing that we need. Mm-hmm. So who who are your role models now? Um, well, I'll say Jesus. I have mentors, Amen. but role models is really Jesus. That's who I want to be like. And God has gave me a lot of mentors. Um, You know, Brenda Todd is my mentor, and Natasha Bynum, that's my church that I go to now, my pastor. But uh-huh. um, a lot of people I look up to and they mentor me and guide me, but Jesus is the ultimate, to be in his image, <laughs> to be like him, to love like him, to care like him, to talk like him, to walk like him, to heal like him, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. I, that's, 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 that's my, oh, it's my everything. <laughs> I want to so, be like Jesus. I want to treat so him like he do. Okay. Do, are you looking to go into being a minister? Um, I am. I actually do ministry now. Um, I know I'm mm-hmm. called to full time ministry, but I'll always be in business. You know, I, I am both a king and a priest, so I am. Um, just I have a heart of ministry. You know, like I know okay. I've been like I, I've ministered um with the youth at Joyce Meyer Ministry for over five years. So I am mm-hmm. a minister. Um, and I'm in school right now, just mm-hmm. learning the Old Testament, learning about counseling. So. Okay. But that's what I'm full time gonna do, you know. But I always have my businesses and write books, so. Okay, so can you tell me what was it that made you stop working at Nelly Incorporated, and what was that like breaking off from that, you know, from that company? Yeah. I get that question a thousand million times because. They always say, well, I know the money was good. I know you could get into everywhere, you know, be with the big mm-hmm. star. Why did you quit? Yeah. Um, the one, as I said, the number one reason, because I was not fulfilled. I didn't have any mm-hmm. joy doing that. I was not happy. <laughs> you could have a million dollars in the bank, own 10 houses, got buy on your own island. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we look at some of these stars, you know, we look at right. Robin Thicke. I mean, not Robin Thicke, but Robin, you know, Williams. We look at Whitney Houston, and we say, they had it all, you know. Right. But if you don't really have Jesus for real, for real, like know him and, you know, know him and have his peace, you know, and really living 
for him. It's like life, all this material stuff. It can't feel you don't mean anything. Yeah, I was literally yeah. empty. I literally yeah. was empty. And I know a lot of people say that, but I literally, I tried to fill it with that stuff, and it, it's yeah. artificial. Try to fill it no, with that one only one. Jesus can fill, you know. Oh. And a lot of people, that's what I think a lot of young people need to, you know, realize is that, you know, money is is not, doesn't bring happiness. Money is a means right. to an end. You know, I mean, we all need money to live, but it's it's a means to an end. It doesn't bring happiness, all you know, like they think it will. Yes, and I think that's the illusion they think. You know, because they figure, oh, I got all this money, I can do anything I want to do. You know, I can buy this, I can buy that, but that's just like you said, material things. Yes. And material things can be gone in a second. It's true. A blink of an eye. Yeah, no, literally. It can because I um just you saying gone in a second. I went down to help um with Hurricane Katrina, and people lost everything. They mm-hmm. weren't concerned about the stuff. They was like, "Where is my family?" They had no. Peace. That's right. That's right. They were like, I mean, you lose like at the end of the day, you know, you like, oh my gosh. We get in torment. I don't have peace. I can't sleep at night. What am I right. going to help you sleep better? You know, you can take medication to get knocked out. But yeah. What, what, what can make you, for real, smile from the inside out? What can clear your conscience that all the stuff that you've been doing? Nothing mm-hmm. but the blood of Jesus. <laughs> the all the blood. is true. <laughs> that is so true. Yes. That is so true. So what would you like for also for young people to know about, you know, the entertainment industry says like a fantasy world of false identity? Um, okay, say the thing again, I heard about the end. You said what was it like? Yeah. Like far as like what would you like young people to know about, you know, oh. like you said it's like a fantasy world of false identity. Yeah. So Okay. Can you speak a little bit more on that? Because some people think that, sure. oh, oh, they got all these cars and they got all these women. And, oh, if I only do, you know. Yes. You know um, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I call it um, a fantasy world because you could live. It's like how it's two people. We would live the fantasy world at night or if a concert was going on, if we was all dressed up, you know. And they can relate right. to this. It's kind of like. You in school, or you got to deal with your mom right during the day. Mm-hmm. But when you go, when you go with your boys, and when you get high, when it's at night at a party, it's like a fantasy. Oh man, you wish you could stay in this environment forever because there's right. no worries, no problems. Y'all just kick us. So the fantasy world, why was it a fantasy world? Because we wanted to live like that 24 hours. So we tried to, we tried to. Wake up drinking, yeah. better than drinking. But it was a fantasy world because at the end of the day, when the lights go off, when you're out of your clothes, when we didn't have a Lamborghini, when you're not on a red carpet, when the cameras are off, there's no hand clasp, no bright lights, you have to deal with you. Yeah, you got to deal with the fact that you <laughs> Yeah, the lights are at night. A lot up. of them, the lights go out, you cry yourself to sleep. Like, you wow. lonely, you feel betrayed. That when that hits you, that's a fantasy mm-hmm. world because you're like, this is not the real world. You got people go on vacation and be like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. never want to go back. I got to go back mm-hmm. to reality. 
when when the high come down, that's our reality. Mm. You know, after after the car, after after the radio go off, after the, the concert's over, that's our reality. Right, right. So that's why I call it a fantasy world because we was we was paying for this world to keep up this image, but in real life reality, we was depressed. But wow. as long as I got my drink and I'm at the club, we had a big concert. Everything oh, was oh, good. Oh, I'm but see, yeah, I'm high. See, after a while, the, when that drink wear off, the drinks yeah. wear off, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you got to face reality, and it's like nothing to drink or the alcohol, you know, the drugs, the alcohol. You still have want to have problems. You still got in your life, and it doesn't it. take them away. Yeah, and we wake up, we we more jacked up than when we started. It's like, oh no, now I, I was so drunk, I didn't slept with him. Now I don't know who my baby daddy is. Blah, blah, blah. I, I didn't know I broke up with you. Know, I slept with her. My wife is mad now. I promise at home, all because I'm trying to feed this pain with addiction. This image. You know? mm-hmm. This image. It's a fantasy. Like, wake up, y'all. Come out with chasing stuff. <laughs> Let's live real life. You can live real life. You can live. You don't have to have no crutch, no coping mechanism in Christ. And it's, right. you know, Amen. it's real. I'm living it. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I tried to tell, you know, my, my daughter, I have a teenager, and she's 13, and she watches the videos and, and you know, stuff like that. And I, have, and I have talks with her, you know, about, you know, about the videos and all the stuff that's in them, the cars, the money. I said a lot of them don't even really have that money. It's the truth. And the cars are those, those cars are just part of the video. The video they're rented sometimes. Yeah, it's all show. That's especially the ones just coming up. Yep. Mhm. And I, you know, I try to explain, you know, that to her. You oh, know, how old is I mean, daughter? she wasn't. She she's thirteen. Oh wow! I have thirteen on a fifteen year old son, you know, but he he's not really all that into it like that. But my daughter, she loves the videos, the dance, cause she loves to dance. Oh you know? wow! But I had to explain oh, to her God, a I lot of that stuff. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that would be yeah. great. I, yeah. <laughs> wow! Uh, I, I I know at some in, in a way she probably knows that that's not their real life. Mm. But I'm still going to sit down and talk to her about that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because you have to. If you have a teenage daughter or son. Or son yeah. You know. And then and the, and the bad part I think about it is, like, they try to emulate, you know, some of these rappers and all this and they don't realize what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They have And no they want idea. money fast. They don't want to get a real legal <laughs> job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just want to make money real fast. But that, that fast, fast life money. also bring, uh, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. not what it's cracked up to be. Yeah. And some people find out too late. Yeah. To the point where, you know, they can't get out of it. Yeah. And those who are lucky enough to get out of it, you know, it's just like, (laughs) it's like, that's really deep. 
Because there's so many people out here that think, oh, I'm just going to go up do this and I'm going to make all this money. Yeah, that's like, a trap. Even with drugs. Yeah, yeah money, they, like, that's why they say money is the root of all evil. But we need yeah. money to live. But it's not like, you know, like people, they don't, you know, a lot of the young people and young men, even some of the young women, they want to make money, like, fast. Right. And they don't realize that, you know, they're actually sacrificing their souls for certain, for to do certain to do certain things to make that money, that fast money. Right. So, you know, it's a lot of young people out of here, you know, that need guidance in that area, you know. So I would say go to school, go to college, you know, go to the trade school, learn a trade, something, you know. Right. Yeah, it's true. And go, you know, go to college, learn, get yeah. education. Go to trade school. You can go, you know. But you know, they just they just have to realize that that's like far as like the music entertainment entertainment industry. A lot of that is just like you said. You know, it's a fantasy world. They don't people still have to face life. They still got problems just like everybody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't, and they, they're they not thinking in their mind because in the, in the videos they're looking happy and it's, oh, everything is beautiful. But you don't know what that person, what's going on in that person's life in their real life and what they might be going through. Yes. Yeah. So, um, what, can you tell me what was your, your greatest fear when you were working for Naughty Incorporated? My greatest fear was getting killed. Mm. <laughs> getting killed behind his name, getting robbed and getting killed, getting shot up at a, uh, you know, at a club. Mm. Um, you know, you all never been a St. Louis is very rough. It's a rough city, like Chicago, really? Detroit, LA, Compton. Mm. Yes. <laughs> like the stuff that you see mm. on the, the the TV with Mike Brown, that's St. Louis. You know, it's, it's, it's cold. It's very, I mean, it's rough. St. Louis is rough. It's right. literally, it's, it's, okay. it's really a, it's in a bad state. You know, kind of like Chicago or going to Compton. Mm. So, um, that was my number one thing. And they hate it. They hate it, Nelly. People from St. Really? Yeah, they, yeah. The people from his own city didn't like him. So me being associated with it just caused me to get I the hate from him, too. I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot so of people why do don't. Because do why do you think they hated him? That seemed like they would, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, because I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I still, in my mind, I'm like, I still don't get it, and I know after this book, you know, it really gets out all over the world and people read it, they'll probably tell me what he, maybe he was doing something. I don't know. Like, just I didn't know what I know. And right. to me, every time I talk to the gangster, the people on the block that wanted to kill him and that would snatch, you know, take jury and we'll be trying to rob him, they hated him. And a lot of it was envy, a lot of it. I would say a lot of it was envy, but, you know, 
sometimes you never know what really goes on behind the scenes. So a lot, but a lot, right. you know, personally, a lot of people who didn't know him personally, because there's some who knew him personally and hate him. Now, that's a different thing. But if you don't even okay. know this person, you hate him. It, it's envy. That's you know what I mean? Story. <laughs> you can't hate somebody you don't know. That's, that's just because you want to be like him. So a lot of them hated him because of envy, and a lot of their, their girls would, you know, would have sex with him or he would sleep with him. A lot of them, they're with the women in St. Louis. Well, that's a big reason to hate somebody because of envy. But a lot of them hated him just personally, and I can't speak on that because I have no idea what went on behind the scenes. I didn't know Nelly before he grew up. I don't know. I didn't know him like that, you know, personally, personally. You just never know what really goes on in the music industry. So right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She going to show you. We going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels, finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you've seen the rosary designing for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories, always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady, didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer, and I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer, and I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now, when you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'ma show you, huh? She gonna show you what? We gonna show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am here with my guest. Author and promoter Esther Jones. Yeah, your call had dropped, and I was just waiting for you to call back in because I couldn't hear you for a, min- a few minutes. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, so I went to a commercial while until you called back. So. <laughs> okay, I apologize, everybody. That's okay. That's okay. So it happens sometimes, you know, the call might drop yeah. or something like that, and I just wait for them to call back in. So. And we were speaking on, you know, as far as we were talking about Nelly and how some people, like, they, they didn't like him in St. Louis, like, where he came from. Yes. Um. Yeah, they, I mean, I don't know the reason why or anything. Um. Well, you know, I don't know. Like, like I said, you don't know the person, you don't know the person personally. I don't know why they would not like someone, you know. I don't know why her call keeps dropping. 
but we're just going to, you know, wait for her to call back in, which should be momentarily. And um, while we're waiting for her to call back in, if you have any questions or comments for author Esther Jones, you can call in at one three four seven eight eight four eight nine two four and press one and I will bring you in live if you have any questions or comments for my guest, author and promoter Esther Jones. And we're still waiting for her to call back in. Gonna try and see if I can Still waiting. I don't know. Maybe we have a bad connection or what's going on. So just waiting for her to call back in. I don't know if it's a technical problem with her phone or what it could be. But we're just going to wait for her to call back in. Like I said, if you have any questions or comments for me or my guests, you can call in at one three four seven eight eight four eight nine two four. Press one, and I will bring you in live. So I'm still holding and waiting for my guests to call back in. I don't know why the call keeps dropping, but that's Blog Talk Radio. Want to see if she's in now? Not yet. And as I said again, once again, you know, if you have questions, oh, she's back. Hello. Okay, so I'm just waiting for it. Okay, I don't, yeah, your call dropped again. I couldn't hear what you were saying at all. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I have four bars, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know. But it's if you okay. say, you know, the call keeps dropping. So so we're going to oh, just go on and talk about, you know, your book. Now, can you tell us where... Your book can be purchased, like what sites that your book is on, like Amazon um, or... Yeah, I am on Amazon. Right now it's um, Amazon, and if you, um, I like to do, I like to be personal with it. So if you want a personal copy directly from me where I sign it, you know, mm-hmm. and and kind of like put your name and a little message in there for you, you can um, buy it directly from me, and I'll ship it out to your house within at least about a week, depending on the shipments or three business mm-hmm. days if I already got them in. And so my name everywhere is Esther Jones. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Esther Star Jones. Mm-hmm. If you Google my name or the force behind the stars, it'll pop up and you can find me anywhere. So okay. that's how you can. So, so but it is on Amazon, too, whichever you prefer. Amazon.com. So can you um once again tell everybody um how they can reach you on social media and what are all the social media platforms that you are, are on? 
Yes, I'm on all the social media platforms. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, LinkedIn. Um, what else? You have um, um, Periscope, mm-hmm. um, Snapchat. Everything is Esther Jones. If you put Esther Star Jones in, I will pop up. Okay. Great. Yes, Great. ma'am. And my book, the name of my book is The Force Behind the Stars. If you put in hashtag The Force Behind the Stars, I'll pop up. There's no other okay. person that has a book like that or a name like that. So, <laughs> It's the Lord. (laughs) Yes. It's the Lord. Yeah. So can you tell me what what are some of your short term goals and what are some of your long term goals? Um just personally? Yeah. For me? Professionally, personally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my short term goals is to um I need to basically, well, one of them is to write my second book, finish writing my second okay. book. Okay, all right. And um, just work more on, um, like, knowing the Bible, you know, really having a hunger for read the word and for my prayer life to increase. Mm-hmm. And my long-term goals is, um, of course, I want different, inter- um, not entertainment, but different, um, like, in different communities, I want centers set up in the inner cities where they have, a stage where they have a studio, where they have basketball, football courts, you mm-hmm. know, fields, really nice, state-of-the-art swimming pool where the inner-city kids, because a lot of the time I talk about the music industry and how it affects them, but a lot of them right. have musical gifts. So we want them to have an outlet. We want them right. to be able to play sports, whether you got you can mm-hmm. rap, okay, we're going to put you in the studio, we're going to teach you about this stuff. But we're also going to teach you integrity, we're going to teach you how to handle money, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to teach you a lot of the stuff that you need in life and in the inner right. cities. And then we're going to also, so you won't be bored. A lot of the time they get into drugs and gangs. Oh, yeah. They have nowhere oh, to yeah. belong. They don't have anything like to do. Like the YMCA. Yeah, they're like, I mean, it's so, especially in the inner cities, nobody want to build there because they're scared or it's so bad. But that, yeah, I, that's I'm going true. to where it's bad. That's so like, true. Take, take me to Brooklyn. Take me on the block. That's where we go set up shop. Right, right there. You know. A big, big, beautiful building where they can come and be like, whoa, this is in my that's neighborhood. So nice. Yes, baby. You know, state of yes, the baby. Art. We coming you know, to you. Nice. And, you know, that is so important, you know, for the young people, because a lot of times they just don't have anything to do. They just don't. They don't don't have an outlet, you know, like a positive outlet anyway, you know, or a place they they can go and, you know, be, you know, nurture whatever talents they have, you know. And, and, you know, they say the uh, idle mind is a devil's workshop. Yes. You're sitting around getting bored. You know, you get into all kinds of things just looking for a little bit of excitement. Yes. And I think that's very important, you know, like, you know, for our young people to have somewhere to go. And a lot of, you know, in a lot of cities, you know, and in a city have gotten rid of a lot of programs that they once had, you know. Yes, man, they have. I think that's so important, you know. For our, you know, for our young people, and um, is there anybody that you would like to give a shout out to? Like anybody you would like to thank? You know, while um, we're would... it's shout out time. You know, <laughs> That's yeah, I is. would love to um, give my thanks. You know, and just to the per- the people who helped me write the book and um, not mm-hmm. write it, but I wrote it myself. But the people who helped me edit it and the, who did right. the cover and everything. 
Jabaz books. Um, Dr. Clark, she was a big part of this book um, to help me get it together and just help me, encourage mm-hmm. me. Of course, my pastor, my church home in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is Kingdom Keys um, Ministry. You can Google them, Kingdom Keys. Passion Tasha Byram. She's actually a Haitian. She's from Haiti. Um, that's my okay. pastor who I'm under now. Of course, uh-huh. give thanks to my um, mentor, my mom, spiritual mom, you know, the one who took me under her wing when I first got out of the industry, um, Brenda Todd and Tommy Todd, her husband. Their husband who's been a godly role model in my life and just a man of God is showing me how a husband is supposed to treat his wife, you know, and mm-hmm. always takes care of us on the road and drives us everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's really good to just be around a godly man, a man who mm-hmm. does the work that he's supposed to do. My, You know, my brothers and sisters, my 15 brothers and sisters, my mom and dad, of course. Thank you. Thank you to all my readers, my supporters. Woo-woo. I know y'all listening in. Y'all, y'all, y'all listen. Y'all are part of everything I do. And, you know, thanks to you, this radio program. So I appreciate I appreciate people coming and reaching out to me and want me to be on their, their show. You know, I appreciate mm-hmm. you promoting it all this week. So shout-out to you. And, Thank you know, you. the literary corner, and I'm definitely going to be – yeah, I like your radio, um, the the just the radio itself, and just what you're behind. I was hearing your the opening about how y'all. I have a heart for the mentally ill, you know, like cause my yeah. dad. You know, he was this diagnosed with schizophrenic paranoia, and I even spent time in the mental institution just because of the, some of the trauma I I, I right. saw in the industry in Hurricane Katrina. So I have a heart for those people. I was like, wow, they're doing something for a cause. So, you know, people give your donations, mm-hmm. help, you know, hit the PayPal button to help our radio so, you know, we can all support each other. But that's yeah. not it, my shout-outs and thank you. I can go on for years. I know a lot of people, but yeah. that's about it. <laughs> yeah, because we, we do talk about mental health, you know, yes. on, the, on the recovery corner because I, yes. I was, you know, and I would like your take on this. Now, do you feel as though, mental health issues play a role in addiction? Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the – oh, my – okay, let me tell you. And my next book I got is called I'm Not Crazy, right, because I spend time right. in a mental institution. Right. And But the thing about it, every time I would have to get – I would get picked up in a mental institution and have to go, like I'm talking about I was court-ordered where I couldn't leave for months. Um, wow. it was because I was smoking weed or either I opened up a door and I was drunk, you know, but anytime, like when we're in, when the in the mental institution, it's actually a detox program. Everybody okay. on there, when we were in there, they like, man, I just want to, I just want drugs. You know, they're talking about cocaine or crack or just weed or alcohol. So it mm. actually, it makes it, it magnifies it. If you have a condition, mm-hmm. cause oh, it all yeah. deals oh, with yeah. the brain, the brain, you know? The brain, if you mm-hmm. study mental illness or schizophrenic, it's the off balance in the brain, you know? Right. It's so a if you drink, drinking, right. drinking, smoking, crack, you know, and taking medications and in this. Self-medicating yeah. with drugs and Self- alcohol does not prescribe yeah. to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think, you know, it really exasperates whatever mental mental issue you're having. It that, does. That you have. It doesn't make it's it better. It, it, it actually, magnifies it. It makes it worse. Magnifies it. So yeah. anybody out there that's self-medicating, instead of, you know, doing that, go see the therapy. Yeah. It's Get very counseling. important and it's very helpful. Yeah. Very. And I went through yeah. counseling, you know. Yeah. For almost I, I two years. I'm too. still in counseling. I go, I go to yeah. therapy because, you know, I have, you know, 
I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Wow. So I went and got help. You know, I was about a year sober, and uh, I still saw a little off, and I didn't know what yeah. the, you know, what the problem was. I can't sleep, you know, because, you know, all my life I was always like a worrier. I worried about any and everything. Wow. You know, things that I shouldn't even worry about, and I didn't know that I had it, you know. And, you know, I what I did was I, I went and I looked through some of the papers that I had from rehab, something to just sit, I was just sitting there thinking I should maybe I should go to therapy or something because I, I don't I'm not understanding I'm sober but I still feel a little off. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So and I'm sitting there thinking something to say, go look at your papers and I went and I got looked through these papers and I found a paper with a diagnosis on it and I took all my little papers and took it to the nearest mental health clinic and I signed up for therapy. And I've been going ever since. <laughs> yeah. Know? Wow. Since yeah. what? Two thousand. I believe it was two thousand twelve. I believe I started. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I still go. And it's been uh, yeah. a tremendous help to me. Right. You know. So anybody out there, especially in the African American communities, they think you know, oh, therapy. I'm not crazy. Or if right. you tell somebody you're in therapy, they think that's like, oh, God, you're, what, are you crazy? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm crazy, but I'm getting help for mine. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the whole thing. Nobody wants to be crazy. That's why I named a, the book, I'm Not Crazy. Because there's a stigma <laughs> attached to it. Yeah. You know. Um, there's a stigma. So we got to, like, stop that, like, far as, you know, saying, oh, well, this person, you know, a lot of people really have mental health issues. It's just oh, okay. yeah, it's true. Seriously. You know. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you need help. And yeah. a lot of people don't want to go get help. Yeah. You know, because they, they, they're worried about, a lot of people, you know, they live in a thing where they, they live in, uh, on the opinions of others. Yeah. And what other people might think. You got to take care of you. You know. Right. Mind, body, soul, everything. Yeah. You know, so that's my little speech. <laughs> so, um, and once again, before, you know, we wrap up the show, and, you know, I would like for you to give advice to anyone, any young person out there, you know, if they, if they're looking to get into the music industry or be an intern in the music industry, what advice do you have for them? Um. Wow, advice. I would say learn the business. Learn the business, um, so you won't mm-hmm. get fooled. You know, by contract or by a record, a bad record deal. And then, if you can't get a mentor, you know. Ask mm-hmm. questions. All you can, like you said, I always give my music one-on-ones, and I teach people about the music mm-hmm. industry, and I'm always open. My inbox is open to ask questions. But ask people. You know, ask before you just jump into stuff. Don't because mm-hmm. you want to be famous so much or you want to dance and sing, you move to New York and do some auditions and fall flat on your face. You know? Right, like, come right. on. You can listen. Have a backup plan. 
Get that's because everybody wants everything so fast. They want everything yeah. so fast. Like things take it takes time. You know, it's different levels. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta learn, like you say, learn about you know the business before you just jump in. Yeah. And, um, it's the truth. Yeah. Because like you said, it's not everything's not what it's cracked up to be. Yes. You know all the illusions, and mm, it's not good just to jump into something. You know, blindly jumping and and not really understanding the business. Yeah. And all the pitfalls and the, you know, like you said, like the trappings of it. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, I'm getting ready to wrap up my show, and I always end my show with the serenity prayer. And it goes, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and the next. Amen. Amen. And I just want to say to you, thank you so much for sharing your story and your testimony with us and your advice with us on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. Thank you so much. Author Esther Jones. And on three, we're going to say good night to, um, good evening to everyone, <laughs> or good afternoon, or have a good day. And thank you for joining us and listening in on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. Good night, everyone, or good afternoon, and have a great book signing, Arthur Esther Jones. I know you're getting ready to go into your book signing. Yes, I am. Thank you so much. So enjoy it's that. Fun. It's been good. Yes, good it has been a good show. It's a good show. So I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for, you know, sharing, you know, your wisdom with us. And I really do appreciate it. And thank you so yes. so much. And goodbye, everyone. And thank you so much for joining us on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show.